Blog Talk Radio. Let's 
Listen, have you been right at the point of ready? Perfect shoes, perfect dress, perfect hair, perfect makeup, and you look a fool. Well, we're going to stop all that right now. Kevin Foster is the person for you. Aside from him being able to travel to you, being known for his white tape series, he offers a unique experience that's very, very inexpensive. It'll be worth the money that you spend. Prices start at $125. If you would like an appointment with Kevin, call 770-407-9025 to set an appointment. Tell him that the Empress sent you. It's Instagram, Facebook, or on KFOS Photography. Tell him the Empress sent you. The Empire is a place where I talk, you talk, but everybody gets to talk. It's where you can speak openly, honestly, and without worry or hesitation about being politically correct. It's your forum to discuss what matters to you and to me. Individual expressions are boring and they can create nothing but a monologue. Who wants to know all about just me? I want to know about you. So if you want to tell it like it is, the empire is where it's going to go down. Check Facebook or my website for show times and days as those days and times may change. For more information, contact me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. For when the empire speaks, the empress listens. This is the Empress. It is Thursday, November the 19th, 2015. And this happens to be my 100th show. I'm like super excited once I saw that tonight's show, excuse me, would be a broadcast of my 100th episode. And tonight's episode is about what else? It's about sex. And, you know, we always talk about sex on here. Sometimes good sex, sometimes bad sex, sometimes sex that don't even make sense. We started to have a show tonight about the power of the punani uh, with one of my guests, but she had some difficulties in her personal life. Um, I actually had her purse stolen, which is ridiculous. Like uh, the season has already started. People are already stealing stuff that does not belong to them. And it's sure more of that to come. This week in the news, uh, along with last week, has been extra horrible. I don't know what in the world other than the end of the world probably uh, or another world war happening. It seems that nobody can get along, nobody can be understood, and so everybody's being extremist about every little thing. I just was really pulled back last week on Friday uh, concerning the bombing there in Paris, France. There were over 128 people who died. I think the actual total is yet coming because some people who were initially injured have come to death uh, with that bombing uh, that has been claimed and um, uh, said to be the cause by ISIS. Now, I don't have a whole lot of political history with regard to that movement All I know is it's a hate group, and I know that they have just today started a manhunt for two particular people related to those events last Friday. But the specifics of the event weren't as startling to me as the response of the people in other uh, countries and of different, uh, I guess you would say, regions of the world. I was shocked to see so many people 
actually discounting or even giving any type of uh, sympathy to those who died in France. Now, hate is hate is hate. It doesn't have a color. It doesn't have any specificity to it. So when it happens, it's horrible, period. When people are killed uh, for, not that there's a great reason to be killed, but when they are killed uh, as and slaughtered like sheep, uh, people just going about their day, going about their world, um, and are uh, they succumb to death bullets, people being shot down like animals. Um, there were some people who online and in the social eye uh, felt like this was something that they didn't feel moved by. They were just totally not on board with it. And as a matter of fact, they felt that if anybody uh, particularly those of African-American descent uh, co-signed with just showing basic human uh, emotion about this loss that you were somehow disgracing the race, being unpatriotic um, to your culture. I mean, I just could not for the life of me understand it now in defense of some of those trains of thought, a lot of people felt like that there were that had not gotten the same type of notoriety, if you will, not that murder needs to be celebrated or needs to be exploited as this particular issue is. But when something on a grand scale happens like that, you can expect that the media will spin it in any way that they want. And uh, this is not the first. I don't think this is the last. There are several countries. Kenya, Libya, other countries of African descent who have similar, if not more egregious crimes brought to their uh, lands that weren't covered quite as much. And because of that, a lot of people just couldn't find it in themselves to agree. And it, it was, it's, I think it's pathetic. I think it's a statement about what the world is, uh, the state that the world is in right now. And it's pitiful. It's really kind of sad. Has no, uh, no place for humanity on the earth where you can at least identify with the need of support and encouragement. And I, I just didn't get it. Didn't get it at all. Still don't get it. Don't even want to try to understand why people can feel that way or, or, or move in such ways. It just was pathetic to me. I did not like it at all. In a little bit lighter news, but still tragic news, I would say this is pretty tragic. Charlie Sheen has finally explained to us why he has been crazy as a loony being, I think. In my opinion, he has been going through a silent torture with his diagnosis of HIV. Now, over four years ago, Charlie Sheen was um, diagnosed with the HIV virus and determined to be um, uh, sick. He thought what he had was a tumor. He thought what he had was some other a benign type of issue, and no, he has HIV status. And he recently went on to a platform and exposed himself. Why? Not because of his celebrity, but because of the levels of threats and extortion for the last four years and the numbers of millions of dollars of hush money he's had to give away to keep people from uh, keeping his private issue private. Now, I you know, being a nurse, you know, we're required to safeguard the health status and just basic health status. Sometimes like if you have a general bill of health, you do not have the right to disclose that type of information to anyone else. 
But because Charlie Sheen is a multimillionaire, I mean, he makes millions of dollars on his episodes uh, that are trending from several years ago. But someone thought it was smart to try to hold him hostage and to hold him against the will of being able to just have this issue by himself and being able to reckon with this disease process, just having what we call in the medical field high five. When people are diagnosed with high five, it changes every bit of everything that you do, everything from what your social activities are to your diet to your medication regimen, and just the basic stigma that comes along with this sexually transmitted disease. He has, though, in the past, celebrated the numbers of women that he's had sex with, and a lot of those women, um, it was supposedly in the 200s that he was saying that he was having sex with women, and some of these women are coming forward saying that, no, he did not disclose that he had HIV, we had unprotected sex, yada, yada, yada. Then there are some women who said, yeah, we were in a committed relationship. I knew exactly what I was doing, who I was doing, what he had, and this is something of an uh, insult or an assault on me and my personal safety by letting the world know that he has HIV. Now, I, I don't know. Uh, some people have made jokes about it. I think it's a really horrific thing to have happened to such a public figure. I think it does make sense now to me why he's been so bizarre in the last several years. He did, though, say that he was taking steroids during that time and then went into a steroid craze. So he didn't blame all of his uh, fanatics and, and, and craziness uh, to his new diagnosis, but he did say that uh, it didn't help. And he was hoping that him coming out would allow people to also come out um, to find out their status, to have more uh, safe sex, uh, which is always a positive thing. Now, speaking of sex, this last story, now, I, first of all, I'm not, I always, I say this a lot because I always talk in black and white sometimes, and people have accused me of being a race uh, hater or a racist person. I think living in the United States of America, and particularly in the southern parts of the Americas, is very hard not to see things pretty much black and white because everything is kind of broken down into that. But I'm not by far uh, anything other than pro-me pro who I am, what I'm made out of, and I'm very proud to say that, but there are some things that's happening that's just like, I just wouldn't say black folks did this kind of stuff. Like, you know, I think that normal behavior is not across the board for everybody, but some things, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's even statistically true. The, the statistics show, if you look in any book in America, South America, uh, Atlantic America, any other Americas, if you look in any book and you look up the prototype or the uh, statistical count of persons who are, say, serial killers, the majority of those persons are stereotypically and usually categorically non-African American. That's just a statistic. That's just the truth. If you also, I mean, and you can go to the other end, if you look at the numbers of people who are uh, killed in a drug-related incident, the overwhelming numbers of those persons reported to the CDC are overwhelmingly black and brown. That's not racist. Those are traits. <laughs> That's just the facts. That's just the statistics. Statistics can be skewed. And I'm not being uh, 
racist when I say, what in the hell is Monique talking about? Passing her husband around or giving him passes with regard to sex. Now, yes, if you have been under a rock and you haven't read anything in the last 24, 48, 72 hours on relationships, the 47-year-old Oscar-winning actress told the New York Times back in 2007 and again in 2010 to Barbara Walters that if sex happens with another person, it's not a deal breaker for me and my husband. That's not something um, we're worried about. It's all about being honest. Um, We've got to go to divorce court because you cheated on me. Oh, my God, no, that's just not something we would do. I'm absolutely fine if he has sex, as long as it's this close. What it does is it further opens up the question for conversation, for me to find out why exactly what made you want to sleep with this woman and what she said, quote, because that they may give you something that I'm simply not willing to do myself. And if that's the case, how can I be upset and mad? Now, Mr. Lawrence has graced me with his presence tonight. I see your number on the board here, and I want to go ahead and open up this discussion because first, I, it took my breath away because I turned on the radio this morning, getting ready to go to work, and there were talk shows galore uh, on the internet, on the radio, talking about this particular story. And they actually posed this question to the general public and wanted to know what people felt about it. Do they really think that being exclusive and monogamous with one person is realistic, but in particular, if you were in a relationship, would you be okay with giving your partner passes? Mr. Lawrence, are you there and can you hear me? Yes, I am here. (laughs) Well, I am so glad that you are here. And I'm a little bit nervous about this topic because I can see whereas a lot of people have started to try and um, obviously explain their positions as to why they would. First of all, let me just ask you the question, just plain out. Would you consider opening up your relationship to giving passes to your partner to have sex? No and no. No, I wouldn't do that. Why and why? (laughs) <laughs> the reason why, if I'm in a relationship with you, it is understood that it's me and you and not me, you, and someone else. There is no, in my world of relationship, there's no excuse, no pass that you get. And maybe it's a definition of what pass is. If you did something, okay, you've forgiven. Maybe they're saying that. But I'm giving you a pass to go do it? No. I'm not giving you mm-hmm. ever a pass to go do that. Ever. Mm-hmm. Now, I had one, I, I posed this question inside of a female group of mine and also um, asked a couple of closed groups that I'm in whether or not that would happen and posted it on my page on Facebook and asked the question. Well, really, I didn't ask the question. I just said it was stupid because I feel like it's stupid. But the truth of the matter is, is that some women are liking this uh, on this particular thread. Some women said that this is very much the same as a woman who repeatedly goes back to a cheating man. Do you think this is the same? Because I don't think that it's the same, Mr. Lawrence. Yes, no, maybe so. Okay, well, maybe he has dropped. Well, let's just try to find this. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't know if you had left me or not. 
Um, do no, you think I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Do you think it's Someone the same? Do you think for a man and same? for a woman? Yeah, do you think it's the same for a woman to continue to take a man back uh, and call it the same thing as giving a man passes to have sex? No, I, I don't care if it's man or woman. At the end of the day, it is not right. You make a commitment. If it's commitment, you're in a marriage. You made a commitment for you and that individual. And it's not right for you to say, hey, let's, I'm going to give you a pass, whether a male or woman, to go have sex with somebody else. That's, the, mm-hmm. To me, sex is more than just the physical act. It's an intimate exchange between two individuals. Intimate mm-hmm. far as with emotionally, spiritually, and I'm not going to share that with everyone because everyone doesn't deserve to have that kind of special privilege. Mm-hmm. Now, I had also had a conversation with several very intelligent women, women whose opinion I absolutely respect. And when you say pass to cheat, that to me is totally different from having the ability to go into an open relationship knowing that you're going to share your partner. Now, I'm not sure uh, if there is anything any different with a woman who willingly knows that her partner is going to be in the bed with another woman, which is polygamy or having multiple marriage uh, rights. Uh, It's the, do you think, and you said absolutely not under any circumstances. So don't you think that's the same thing from a male perspective? Because some men would actually say that this is the way men are built. This is what men um, do and that it's unnatural to require a man to have sex only with one woman. What do you have to say to that point, Mr. Mon? I have to disagree with that. Talking about it's a way a man that's built. No, when when a man is controlled by his lower nature and not by his uh, spiritual nature or by his intellect, he he of course he's going to that excuse comes into play that he's going to be governed by his lower natures and this is what he needs to do. But when a man is, has, in the street terms, if he put it in his pocket, then there's no excuse for him to do that because he's in control of his sexual desires. Okay. I, I've never heard anybody say put it in your pocket. That's, you know, pretty funny. Um, 5909, you're on the air. Did you have anything to add to this particular topic? 5909. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can okay. hear you. Okay, hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing okay. Um, that's good. Um, I tend to agree with uh, the two of you. I don't, um, you can pass me with that past business. Um, <laughs> when two people have uh, decided that um, you're going to, whatever level the relationship is on, uh, when you say I'm having sex with you, you're having sex with me, we're not having sex with anybody else, that's what I expect. Because uh, with the Charlie Sheen incident, um, mm-hmm. spiritually, energetic, ener- energy-like, energy-wise, there's too many things out there. And I love me. And I don't want different personalities, energies, affections, uh, diseases. I don't want to risk that with somebody and so um, you care about me, I care about you, I love me, you love you, 
uh, let's just keep it right here with each other. I'm not giving passes. Just a passing guy. <laughs> I think I know who this is. Listen, the whole past. <laughs> I think when when people say, you know, I, I don't want anybody to. I don't think anybody purposely. I don't think anybody purposely would go into a relationship expecting to be cheated on for one. I do, though, understand the mindset, which doesn't cloud my judgment at all. You still ain't getting no passes. I understand where there are the people who think that basically not having um, a relationship solely because of a cheat is too much. I think that that it, it just, I think it depends. I personally have never been in a relationship where I thought someone had cheated on me or had dated someone while dating me. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know what I would do, but I would say that it, because of how I've learned to understand how men think about sex, still is not an excuse for the relationship to be over. There has to be a level of understanding. But what if? How is that? Uh, how can we resolve the whole issue? Because that's not the topic tonight. We just want to talk a little bit about it because. A lot of women actually feel like this is okay. Like as long as he comes home. Um, actually, I was watching Snap last week, and I watched Snap too much. I think I need to stop watching that show. But I was watching a show. A lady had been married to a man for forty some odd years. She knew that he was having a sexual relationship with this woman, but it wasn't until this woman that he was having the affair with, he had become so comfortable he started to incorporate her more than just in the bed in his life. He started to incorporate her into the rest of his life, which at that point she felt like it was disrespectful. Mr. Lawrence, do you think that men just, um, and I know you said men are not, you know, men are needing to put, put the penis in the pocket, but with regard to cheating, is cheating like a, a, a ultimatum, like it's over? Because men feel differently about a woman who allows a man to sleep with her. It's 90% of the men that I know do not recover from that. Women, probably 90% of women would probably give a second chance, maybe even third. What do you say about that? Do you think that um, that's an that's a absolute we're out of the, we, we can't go together no more? I'm going to say it from a point of experience. I'm going to say it from a point of experience. Some person who had been cheated on um, by their wife, it was, it was the, it was the, it was the straw that broke the camel's back, and it was very devastating because it was more of, yeah, I was hurt, but it was more my ego was hurt because, for me and uh, my thinking at that time, this is my woman and no one needs to touch her, and I'm the only one who should be pleasing her in that way. And for another man to come do that, my ego was just honestly was bruised and was uh, uh, disappointed that this even happened. And so mm-hmm. to try to retry to reconcile it, but it, it just, I, it took me a minute to get, I couldn't get past that. And mm-hmm. so for some men, it's hard to get past. It's going to, it would take a lot of communication, a lot of trust rebuilt, for that to actually work. But most men, like you said, 95, uh, nah, 
I'm sorry, versus a woman, she would do it. But a mm-hmm. man is just our ego gets in the way. We're like, no, no, this, mm-hmm. no, that's not going to happen. I don't know why we do it. I, I, I absolutely don't know why we do it. I know that we can catch a man in a bald face lie, and we are willing to hear the excuse. It's not even an explanation. It'd be like an excuse, and we can kind of, you know, all right, you know, that ain't a big one. But a man, I mean, I've, I've, I've counseled with men who say the exact same thing. They actually say that it has to do with their ego and that it's almost as if uh, it's, it's worse than anything else, even the stuff, you know, because men like stuff and cars and money and stuff like that. But to know that another man has had an intimate moment with his woman for some reason turns them completely off to even desiring that woman because every time one particular man actually told me, he said every time that he touched her, he just wondered if this other person had touched her in that way. If there were things that he had wanted with his partner that she willingly did with some quote unquote strange person. I think it's crazy for women or men to just, all of a sudden feel antsy enough or secure enough with their relationship. I, I don't know what you really have when you start to remove the 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 ownership of not ownership, the committed covenant part of being in this quote unquote relationship. If you have to start giving passes, and to me passes means I'm going to not care what you do outside of me that could be everything and inclusive of a sexual uh, moment with another female, that says something to me about that female. I don't really want you to, you know, go out of town without me knowing, because I, not that I'm possessive, I just want to make sure you're okay. When we're in a relationship, we're one person. So if you're not okay, I'm not okay. And if I'm going to give you the pass to be okay and get your okayness from somebody else, why the hell are we in a relationship? Why are we going to, what are we doing other than just wetting up some sheets and stuff if you have to find that fulfillment with someone else? There's a TV show that was dedicated to this exact idea, and I thought it was sad because it was another black female with a man who was absolutely immature and it was almost like a joke. It was it was super, super, super sad, and I, I just didn't know how to get over it other than changing the channel. Just like I'm going to change the topic now, I'm trying to find a quick commercial snippet, and then we'll get into our topic about the cool 90 power. How about that? Even though the empire was born out of my personal experience and endeavors, the Empress welcomes everyone into the empire. If you would like to be a guest, a co-host, or simply want to suggest a topic to be discussed, contact me by email at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com or by my website at www.TheEmpress.com. I'm here. I'm you. Okay, every time we get ready to talk about sex, people get scared. The lines are there, but they're blocked out. Like, I can't see your numbers. So that means that people are a little bit hesitant about what the topic is, and I uh, again, I, we were going to have a show, which was a part two of a sex show that we had earlier 
this month with Queen Ashley, but again, she wasn't able to join us tonight because of some unforeseen issues. And we were going to talk about punani. What is a punani? Like, I love to say certain words, like certain words I don't like to say. Punani is a really cute way of saying vagina, like saying that precious part of the woman that supposedly men just have to have and learning that, uh, you know, when people say women run the world, uh, that that some of that inference has to do with this particular part of her anatomy. Um, I'm not sure whether or not a lot of people understand, and particularly women, because, you know, I think sometimes men know a little bit more about the woman's body and, uh, than we even do. Uh, studies have shown, and actually a lot of counseling is done in couples because men are more familiar with women's bodies sometimes than are women. A lot of women have actually found their cancerous spots in their bodies, particularly their breasts, because of a change that the male partner has found and made known to that to that female. So it's, it's really interesting. And a lot of the times we are requiring things in sexual manners that we don't even understand what we're asking for, or maybe we do understand what we're asking for, but we're not even prepared for it. Now, one of the things that my girl Ashley had educated me on is about the Punani's natural state. Now, being a nurse again, some of those things I knew, but I'm going to tell you, when we did OB, I ain't really want to talk about that a lot because the whole idea that a whole human body can pull through that you, I mean, it, I couldn't deal with it. Now, I had two babies, but I had C-sections. So in some ways, people have told me that I saved myself from having to have some of the effects of childbirth and those sorts of things. But our vagina, our uterus, our bodies below the navel is expressly made to self-serve, can deliver a 9, 10, 12, 13-pound baby. It's some other stuff it can do. And a lot of the times, we just don't know whether or not it's ready. Now, Mr. Mars, when I said we were going to do the show, we were going to do the show tonight, and I did introduce you to the um, Monique issue about the, the I call them uh, penis passes because she was the person who said, you know, we I'm going to let my husband just, you know, PP, you know, put his PP wherever he wants to, eight times a year, no questions asked, as long as you come back home kind of thing. A woman saying that or a man saying that is not really likely. I'm pretty sure, and I even heard it on the radio today, men were not too uh, hot about the same gifting being in the reverse. As a matter of fact, Toya, who is the ex-wife of Lil Wayne, her, she gave her husband, she gave her husband penis passes, but she absolutely could not have any because they say that the vagina is not like the penis and that it's a totally different organ and that it does not recover the same way as as a penis does. And I wish I had done a little bit more research on penises <laughs> because this was supposed to be <laughs> because this was supposed to be a show about vaginal health and, and, and punani power. Um, I try to stay in that area. Now, first, Ms. Lewis, tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. Is there, <laughs> tell us the truth. Is there power in the punani um, period? Like, is there power in the vagina? 
I've with been, regards I've, in regards to, to holding them. Yeah, I think there there are some women who who are familiar so familiar with their body and comfortable with their body and their sexuality that they know how to use the uh, their body and the energy that is tapped in by having have being intimate and having sex that there is that is very powerful that it can make mm-hmm. a man almost uh, sing soprano because how. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How good it is, or how enjoyable the time of pleasure is, and mm-hmm. some. And once a woman knows that, mm-hmm. then she she has a she has a different confidence in her time of being intimate with her partner. But a, mm-hmm. I think mean, I found that a lot of women are not at that place. They haven't been comfortable with their sexuality first, and they haven't been comfortable mm-hmm. with their bodies, so they can't go to the next level of actually realizing the power that's that lies there. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things that I learned, Mr. Lawrence, and I already, I, I didn't know this, but I didn't know uh, as as much detail as, as I'm about to share with you all. The vagina is very similar to another uh, place on the body. And it explains an absolute with regard to sex, with regard to me. And Mr. Lawrence, can you guess what that is? I would have to guess uh, maybe the mouse. Right. It is very similar to the mouth. It's actually inhabited just as the mouth is with microscopic organisms that are naturally there. Now, and this is one thing that I did not know because this is one of the things that I did not deal with in in nursing school or or, or medical because it was just the smell, okay? Smells get me. There are certain things that I just cannot take. Uh, certain sounds sometimes in the hospital will get you, and, and I'm vomiting in a corner if I smell the right thing or if I uh, hear the right thing. But the vagina has a natural smell, and the truth is is that a natural vagina smell is actually sweet. It, it, it has a natural acidic environment, and it prevents certain I was going to say species, but certain types of uh, changes to uh, self-resolve. Now, when a vaginal infection occurs, then there are certain smells that are absolutely unhealthy, and all you have to do is smell it. But I don't know if men even get the whole smell thing. I I can't say I'm not a man. I don't want to speak for you. Do men male women, because I'm going to tell you, I have a very keen nose, super, 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 super keen. Like, I can smell myself. I'm talking my body odor, my hair. I can smell, I just got, like, a bionic nose. So I can smell (laughs) changes in my body. Do men have those with regard to the vagina? I would say I would say for I'm, I'm going to speak for myself only I can say yes I can tell um, that you know maybe it's time to maybe wash up or maybe you something is not right or I can tell when um, who I'm trying to use get words right now but I want to say the word I can tell the when the temperature I can say with the when the temperatures change. And intimacy mm-hmm. is about to happen. We're getting ready to happen. That's a good way of saying so, it. I can so smell that. So you really that. can't? You can smell yeah. that? 
Yes, oh, I can. Oh, my God. Let's see if anybody else can smell that. 82, 86, are you there? Can you hear me? <laughs> yes, I am. I don't think my nose is that good. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> okay. Okay, but do, he he just said that he could smell when a woman is becoming aroused because actually in arousal, the woman's body temperature rises. A lot of the blood flow does go to the sexual areas, which are the breast, under the armpit, and to the vaginal area so that lubrication and uh, uh, vasculature just feel. So do you smell it? Do Do you smell it? No, well, I can smell the the essence of a woman when she's turned on. It's not a particular smell. It's different with each woman, I think. But uh, cause mm-hmm. I smell some when they get turned on. It's like a a sweet pungent type of smell. And some mm-hmm. of them, I smell some that smell. It's just like a, a I don't know if it's from the product they use, but it's a a clean, fresh type odor. But <laughs> that's all I smell. Yes, that's all, that's all you smell. Now I'm trying yeah. to understand. Uh, there is a, now. I didn't know it was supposed to smell sweet because you know I just think I, you know I, I I think that all women should name name their punani. I think that you should name it. I think I do. I think that it's very important that you name it and you give it a name that particular to something that you desire so that it will be desirable. I know men name that name their penises, so I felt like women should name their punanis. And punani is just generic. So you can't name it punani. That that that's not <laughs> good. That's like a Smith or a Jackson or a Johnson. No, we, we can't do that. Right. Uh but but uh first of all I before we go to further Cleanliness of the vagina. Do do y'all go on and admit it? Nobody knows you guys. Do, do you guys name your penises? Because I no. don't say it's don't say it's Mr. Lawrence, Mr. Lawrence. You can't call it your its own name. It's got to have its own identity. Uh, you, my other sir said no. <laughs> oh, um, it depends on the. Uh, on a partner and in a situation that I'm in and what I'm doing to her. And so it might get a name right there. But to just name it like, oh, hmm? So you name it in the middle of the act, Mr. Mr. Law? Yeah, yes. Because it adds adds to the um, whole experience. To say, no, I'm going to, so-and-so is going to do this. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? I'm going to count to three. Are you, bum, bum, bum. He's going to, this tool is going to do this. See, I'm, you're trying to get me into that trance of talking like that. I ain't going to go there. <laughs> you're trying to get me to get people out there. Like, Wait a minute, where's Mr. Lawrence uh, page at? But, but, I'm, it's, but I'm, I, I I'm just I'm missing out. I'm missing out, Mr. Lawrence. I have, I have never, never. I, I have been asked to say their real name, but I ain't nobody ever said I'm finna give you the hammer. Ain't nobody ever said. No, <laughs> no. It's it's just it's a it's a point of just being in the act and I say, you know, you are you ready for? I'm not gonna say 
the name I use, but I'm saying, you ready for that? So okay, I'm, okay. I'm giving it a name. I'm personifying it right there. And then I'll, you know, go with the three count. So if I go to the three count, and once yeah. I get to three, then you're going to experience that. You is count to three. I bet you at two, you be trying to sneak up on somebody and do it at two instead of three. I bet you, I bet you that's what you be doing. But listen. No, 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 no. (laughs) My other guy said he does not name his sister, 5909. Did you name your Punani? Uh, She had a name. I haven't called her that in years, actually. She had a name. Really? (laughs) Yes. Years, it was my twenties, <laughs> and I haven't called that since. I'm forty, <laughs> baby. I'm forty-two, and I calls mine Peach Cobbler because I love Peach Cobbler, and I be threatening to give somebody this Peach Cobbler all the time. And sometimes you'll see me on so on social media, and I just post Peach Cobbler, and only those who have had the Peach Cobbler and listen to the show know what's about to go down if it go down. And then if it don't go down, I just, you know, take it down. I'd be sad. But, yeah, I call mine something edible because I think that oral sex is extremely necessary for the sexual experience. I'm I'm an oral person. I I keep something in my mouth, whether it's gum, a tin, uh, any of those types of things. But the truth of the matter is some men are not telling their women that their hygiene is up par, so they do not get oral sex. Now, I don't know of any woman, I don't know none, that do not enjoy oral stimulation. Let's first ask the guys on the line if they enjoy giving it, because I know that most men like to receive oral stimulation. And you can kind of look at that organ and say, mm-hmm, this is really clean. This is not hairy. This has not got no bumps, no humps, no leaks. No, any of that. So we can really see on the outside, because you guys are outies. Y'all have outie organs, so we can kind of look. Men, do you guys, let's start with our guest, 82, 86. Do you like to give oral sex? Yes, absolutely. I do. Uh, It's very pleasurable when you can see your partner go through the many expressions and the sounds she's make. You can intently listen from that point. Mm-hmm. So I, I find it very pleasurable. Miss Miss <laughs> Mr. Lawrence. Well, Jesus. <laughs> it's not Wednesday, so we're free. This is a Thursday. Okay. It's not Wednesday. Night. Night. I'm not Wednesday night. Yes, Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, 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 well. Um, yes, I do. I immensely enjoy it. I think I find it very fulfilling, and I like to um, cheese with it. So I, I really, en- I really enjoy. It. And then to giving what God has blessed me with lips, it adds to the stimulation factor. Hmm. You know, I've heard that, and you know, I first of all. Not until I started doing blog talk radio did I realize how much a lip meant to people. Like, I get lip compliments all the time. I think everybody has lips. I don't know anybody who does not have lips. 
But people love to talk about lips and what lips do and all this kind of stuff. I promise I never, I just don't think, I, for me, lips is not a big thing. I love nice uh, skin, nice eyes, nice teeth. You know, your lips hide your teeth. So everybody had, if you're not walking up to somebody and seeing their teeth, they got lips. But for some reason, people get all excited about certain types of lips. Now, with regard to the hygiene, because infections such as bacteria and yeast are found in your stomach, and after you use the restroom or anything like that, women need to understand that those naturally pass through your body and out of your body, which is not very close in proximity, depending on how you're built to your vagina, but you have to understand that your hygiene is extremely important. You have to wash the genital area from the front to back. And I'm going to tell you, I, you know, this is just a, 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 a medical lesson tonight. I got a big booty, okay? I got a big old booty. It is not easy for me to go from front to back, but you have to make sure that you're using this right motion and making a clean movement. One thing that a lot of people don't do that a lot of men I found out are doing is using wet wipes that are dissolvable rather than dry tissue. It has the ability to clean the area a lot more so, and you feel fresher. Now, women should are, are discouraged that if you have sex, after you have sex, you really need to urinate immediately after. Okay. Excuse me, let me say that again. Women, after you have sex, you need a pee-pee. You really need a pee-pee because the acidity of the urine, excuse me, and passing all of that out actually cleanses you after the sexual experience. Washing the genital area with basic pH balanced soap is essential. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and this might be a little bit too much information, but I'm going to share this with you because it's going to be helpful to y'all. It's going to really help y'all. I was one of those women who was, because I got this bionic nose, I like to douche. I like for my body to smell even healed. If I smell, just like men say, when you get aroused, you can tell, you know, that a woman's getting aroused by the smell. I can tell when my body is getting ready to ovulate, and I can also tell when my body is getting ready to menstruate. And I had gone to a point where I was douching like twice a week, just on an average. I messed up my floor in my body. My body was overworking, trying to create that balance. And the doctors actually told me, you are, you are killing your vaginal area and your in, the inside of your uh, uterus where it will naturally cleanse itself and rebalance itself. And it will also make your body react in an allergic fashion to men if you do that too much. A woman who douches too much with these, even if they say it's just uh, vinegar and water or they say it's just, you know, a plain douche, is non-medicated, even some of the simplest douching will rip out or strip the pH balance of your body. Then when that man's pH is introduced to yours, it recognizes something foreign as well. It can make those tissues swell. It can make painful sex. It can also make those tissues so sensitive that sex is not uh, pleasurable. And when you do have sex, after the sex is over, you're usually more so sore, the bad sore. You're sore from being actually too 
clean. This area is just like your mouth. It has the same temperature control. When it's too cold, it will warm up itself. When it's too hot, it will cool down itself. Now, women need to be discouraged, and men are going to like this. Women need to be discouraged from wearing panties at night and when they sleep. Let me say that one more time. Take All right, say it now. <laughs> Take your panties off because your body needs to breathe. Now, I'm going to ask this question of everybody. Does anybody on the phone sleep nude? Because that's actually the most healthy way for your body to be unrestricted during its regeneration process. You know we go to sleep so our body can recharge for the next day. We lose skin. We lose tissues. We blow off. Uh, old cells and those sorts of things, and your vaginal area, particularly for women, it's doing its thing, too, and it's warm, too, at nighttime more so than it is in the daytime when you're mobile and the rest of your body's functioning as well. Does anybody sleep nude on the phone? Yes. Ooh. You sleep nude on the phone. Okay, so do you sleep alone nude, or do you do you sleep with covers, or do you just are you on top of the covers? Because you're this that's a man, but men too have to be very careful about the area around in their groin because those skins are not the same thickness, and they regenerate a lot more often than the other parts of your body skin. So, are you under the covers when you make it? Under the covers, under the sheets, yes. Okay, don't put too much cover on because we don't want your penis to get dry and we don't want the inside of <laughs> I sound like I'm in class. We don't want your penis dry. We want the inside of your thighs and the skin around your scrotal area to be elastic and 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 you wear drawers. I know you, you wear drawers to work. You don't need to wear anything that's really cuffing. You need to let it hang a little bit, you know, let it hang just a little bit, not real, real tight, because those those uh, those areas are very sensitive. And I know you guys say you love to give uh, oral sex. Do you guys like receiving? And if so, which of the areas are the the, the places? Because some men like their little scrotal area taken care of, whereas most some men like just the penis area does. Let's start with our guest because I'm trying to save Mr. Lawrence so he can get his words together. Um, do I sleep? How do I sleep? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go there. I I, I tend to like to I do like to sleep like I'm going if I'm from my motherland. Yes, I do. I do do that, and so, I think it's the. When I mean I sleep nude, I do. I do. I think it's the best thing in the world. It's actually refreshing. And mm-hmm. I prefer to do that because after I get up in the morning, I'm just, I can get up and get dressed and get whatever I need to do. But I actually do do that because one thing that I think a lot of guys do not realize, I know it's about to put nanny tonight, but a lot of guys don't realize, like you said, that area around there is actually real sensitive too. And two, mm-hmm. for women who are giving um, oral pleasure, mm-hmm. if the man is not clean himself also, it can give off an odor, odor too that makes her not um, particularly – uh, inviting to do that because she's her because her nose is so sensitive. So yes, he needs to do take care of his body also. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if I can mm-hmm. interject anything about uh, when you're talking about the woman and her body and the juices and the, the, uh, everything, all that stuff, is that mm-hmm. it's so important also what a woman eats that affects how um, how it is down there. What food oh, yeah. is she eating? If she's eating a lot of fatty foods or foods that are actually not good for her, it affects what, how the smell affects uh, the taste, affects everything down there. And so mm-hmm. it's so important that we watch what we eat. Mm-hmm. That was actually going to be my next topic, which is the diet. It has been shown that a diet can directly affect the smell of your vagina. Eating less meat or meat products and more fruits and vegetables has an effect on your vaginal order. And actually, soft drinks have a lot of salt. But water has a different type of carrying salt to the body, and it rinses the body. So women, and, and I, you know, I learned this from a stripper. I got a lot of strippers, man. The strippers <laughs> say, <laughs> the, stripper, the strippers say that if the best sexual experience is on a, and on a fruit and vegetable stomach or an empty stomach or a water stomach. The best way for your body to have no odor at all, especially because they're dancing, and naturally you're going to release uh, perspiration. Your body's naturally going to get warmer, and the closed parts of your body, your armpits and your panani, are going to get warm as well. Just for just just walking around at your job, your body is going to create moisture, uh, and 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 with the season changing, like in the in the summertime, you would think that the punani would be hotter. Actually, it cools down because of the external heat. So the opposite is true in the wintertime. The outside environment is a lot cooler, so your core body temperature actually warms up in the wintertime. That whole cuffing season thing, that's why when you bring somebody over to your house for the Netflix and chill and it's cold outside, you under them covers, He's going to start smelling your punani because you're going to naturally warm up. You ain't even excited. It's just it's cold. It's the whole temperature change thing between the environment and your body. I bet you y'all didn't know that. Did any of you all know that? Got me on that one. Okay. My sister, did you know that? Did you know that your vagina actually warms up in the winter rather than in the summer? Yes. See that? We know. We know about our stuff. We know about our humanity <laughs> up in this empire tonight. <laughs> now, this, this is a big one. I want to ask this of my sister first because I, this is just one of the things that I, I always wonder. There's a new trend of men being totally hairless, uh, totally hairless from the head to the toe. They look like new, big old newborn fine-ass babies with this big old ding There's no hair on the penis, there's no hair on the scrotal area, and it's different than um, the effect of that is different than that of a woman because his uh, sexual organ is protruding from his body. It's not actually inserted inside of his body. It's on the outside. So I can understand it. I don't like it. Do you prefer a man with hair on his pubic area or uh, bald? Um, I don't prefer bald at all, but that's you can have it uh, manicured. I like it trimmed up. I don't want it just overwhelming. It, uh, but you know, just trim it up a little bit. But bald, uh, no, uh, uh-uh. uh. Mm. 
and I always wonder how they get that little trail of hair under their booty cheek, you know, that go to the back of their booty, because I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, I've always wondered, like, who's helping him get that hair on on the back side, or is he, like, hyped up in the, in the bathroom with his leg up in the air with a razor? I'm just always wondering about that, because I prefer hair on a man. It could be nappy as long as ain't no nothing living in it and it ain't, you know, just like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if it's clean, lint ball. Yeah. Uh, ain't no Letitia remnant in there, you know, <laughs> ain't no little tags right. and stuff. Like, and that ain't cute. Uh, so I know if I feel that way about a penis, me and what do you feel about women who have these totally ball monkeys because you know to me it looked like it'd be mean looking you know I have to when I worked in the hospital I had to shave people emergently so that I could take away the hair because the hair is naturally there for protectiveness but those hairs contain bacteria uh, that are conducive to the area but not to the skin and definitely not to the mouth so what what do you guys prefer? Uh eighty two, eighty six, do you want the monkey straight ball or do you want a little S curl on it? Which which one do you well, want? I, well since I'm a big fan of monkeys, I'll take them any way they come, as long as they smell fresh. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. You can have hair uh hair's fine. Whether okay. it's overgrown, nicely manicured, mm-hmm. uh shaved bald. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter to from my perspective as a man, I wouldn't say it would matter to me. So, so you would still have oral sex with a woman who had a little hairy monkey? Yes. If she, as long, well, if she's a clean woman and everything checks out, yes, I would. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Lawrence, Mr. Lawrence, how yeah. do you like your monkey? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, actually, actually, I like to actually I like it manicured. I prefer it manicured, and I like okay. it that way because it makes it easier to, you know, move around and to if you have to do oral stimulation, it's it's just easier to get access to clitoris and do what you need to do. But I prefer, yeah. I prefer, um, I actually prefer it manicured, and I don't prefer it that long now. If it happens to be like that, you mm. know, you in the moment, it it happens. But I, my preference is to be manicured. Okay. And um, I, I, I guess I can go ahead and say that I, I think, and this is not just thinking, um, totally no hair at all is the same difference of changing the environment of the inside of that vagina when a woman is constantly stripping the hair from that area. The, sa- the, 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 the easiest way to explain that is the same thing happens with a woman who I think absolutely should shave under her arm. The hair under your arm is a different type of hair than the hair that is on your head. The skin follicles under your armpit are different because they actually are receiving deodorant. They're receiving whatever you put on under there. I also am one person. I, I before I say that I do use deodorant, but I do think that some of the deodorants that we're using under our arms are some of the causes of why so many women are having cancers that 
spread to areas other than their breast because we're opening up that follicular area and we're applying uh, chemicals to keep us from stinking, which if you control the pH of your body, you wouldn't have to use it quite as often. Now, I'm not saying I'm walking around the house butt naked and stinking with a hairy poo-poo, but I'm saying that you have to be careful when you take all of the hair off of your vaginal area. For one, those is the lips of your vagina, the, the major lips. They're major and minor. The minor are on the inside. The major are on the outside. It's what makes it look like the McDonald's sign. Okay, the outside of the McDonald's sign needs really to have a little bit of hair on it because it's a part one of temperature control, and also it protects you with uh, controlling that bacterial area in, in the area of your vagina. There is no grown adult body that does not need protectiveness in that area. And when you pull all of the hair off of it, it's going to be as ineffective of a protection as a prepubescent body, a body that does not have uh, even uh, chemical control, uh, hormonal control. That's the reason why you know when a body's changing from a, a child to an adult body is when the hair starts to come. It's not just to cover up the monkey. It actually is a temperature control, and it's a protectiveness for the body as well. And um, now we're going to get into just the last few little things. Did anybody have anything else to add about this vagina talk? Because we are talking about vaginas and we are talking about penises. And I'm glad that we have men on the I'm glad that men are on the line because a lot of the times men have issues and they don't know until somebody helps them um, with because they don't talk to each other about what's going on with their penises with other men. Women, mm-hmm. we. I think we do. We'll say, girl, I got this little thing on the lip of my vagina. I'm serious. I've, I've heard the conversations, and it's like, oh, you just need to stop shaving. Oh, you just need to stop douching. Oh, you just need to stop using powders. But I have never for the life of me heard a man say anything like that. What happens is he gets scared, and he runs to the doctor's office, and he thinks something is, is wrong or something is happening. Do y'all have water cooler talk about your penises? No, definitely not. You don't? No, ma'am. Hmm. Okay. No, I, I don't know if I really want y'all to talk about that with each other. Mm-hmm. I really want y'all to talk to us about that because we are, you guys are the experts of our bodies, and I think that we should help y'all with y'all's penises. I think that you should make real good friends with the penis that is yours. Don't pass it around. Don't give it to nobody else. Now, um, one of the one of the things we already talked about washing. The other thing is that men don't expect a vagina to smell like a flower, a fruit, a citrus. Not for real. It should have no. a very it should have a very benign but clean, fresh smell. Um, even women who are clean, absolutely clean. They have a different smell from the last woman. That's just natural. And you would Mm -hmm. have to have an intimate understanding of who she is, uh, basically what she eats, what she drinks, that kind of activity, because it's just going to be different. You cannot expect people to taste like water unless all they do is drink water. I make fun all the time and call myself Aquafina 
because I, I said, oh, I'm Aquafina. I quench your thirst, baby. That's what I'll be saying. But the truth be told, nobody tastes like nothing, you know, if you're having oral sex. Nobody tastes like nothing. But you can absolutely, you should smell if there's any caution. If you can't take the smell of it, you certainly cannot take the taste of it. Um, we talked about wiping uh, front to back. Avoiding certain lubricants. Now, I don't know about lubricants. I have never been a fan of any type of lubricant. I can remember when you had to go to the doctor for your uh, birth. You know, the doctor would always give you these checks, and he would put this nasty-ass, gooey, blue-looking stuff on his fingers, and it was just just the whole idea of inserting some petroleum type of Thing into your body was just like irking to me. Vaseline, rubbing alcohol, any kind of heavy lubricant like that should be avoided. That is not breakdownable, if that's a word, in the vaginal area. Anything that you put in that area should be water-based or silicone-based, and that means it's so slippery and slidey, you can't really rub it in. It's is just going to continue to condense and condense until it disappears on its own. If you have to rub it in or if you have to move it around like lotion or Vaseline, do not put that on your punani. That is horrible because what that does is it clogs up the pores of your body. It actually traps whatever bacteria is there, and it will also trap the semen and uh, sperm that is ejaculated into you, and that will stay with you for longer than the regular three days. Did y'all know that? I knew about the water base, yeah. I, I did know that. And mm-hmm. um, I, and it's, it's just something that is good as this is being talked about because I think a lot of people don't actually have this kind of education. They sort of learn by have a stance or they don't talk about it, especially with mm-hmm. having a set of women and men on the online. I think it's excellent education in this area because when it comes down to being intimate, a lot of people get it wrong. So this mm-hmm. is good education. It's, I just didn't know the level of not understanding. People can actually have babies and not even know some of these things. I had a patient when I was working in Mobile, Alabama, uh, she had to be 16, 17 years old, which at in that age range, that's a that's a pretty mature age to be pregnant. But we after she had had an abortion, she came back uh, saying, you know, she didn't understand why her contraceptive didn't work. She would not remember to take the pill, so we gave her a phone. We gave her a phone. Um, and a and a dam, so that she could, you know, pr- she knew that she was going to have sex. All you had to do is foam up, and you would go. But this child, instead of putting the foam in her vagina, was squirting it down her throat. Mm. And um, yes, yeah, she was that. I mean, you 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 would not be you would be surprised the number of people who don't know some basic things about. Hygiene and, and body. I mean, the instructions were right there, but because it was, it had always been an oral contraceptive type of teaching for her, 
we failed mm-hmm. her by saying, you know, this you're going to put in your vagina. And she had a, a magnificent uh, sore throat, but was pregnant. So you have to make sure wow. how to count so people make sure to stay, uh, know what's going on. The main signs of an imbalance is odor, discharge, the appearance of the vagina. And I don't know how many people be looking, but I'm going to tell you what I do. If I see a penis coming at me, I got to look at it. I need you to look at that thing. I need you to look at on the side, look at the head, pull it up, heist it up, and look at the balls. Look how the balls hang. Look at the skin. All of that tells you a lot about the person. And a lot of people having sex in the dark, not knowing what's going on, not seeing what's happening, especially on a first encounter, you need to see what's going inside you ladies. Now, men, do y'all be looking at that too? I, I, I don't know because y'all eyes don't be closed. My eyes be closed a lot of the times, but I bet you I'd have looked at that thing. I'd have looked at it real hard and made sure it looked healthy because the vagina looks healthy too. Men, do you guys look before you yeah. stick? We, we how, definitely how, have how, to. How are you looking? I'm looking for see if she shaved, looking for razor bumps, if she nicked herself. Uh, I look for uh, molds or anything that may that can break if uh, a fresh wound or anything that may be down there. I look for all of that stuff because, you know, you only get one body, so I take care of mine, so I would hope they take care of theirs so none of this stuff can transpire that's negative when it comes to involving in sexual relations. So I definitely expect it, smell it, and make sure it's, Worthy for me to participate in and indulge in, but yeah, well, I definitely look. Mm. Mr. Lawrence, and I also at look the... in the bathroom and look for products that oh. they use to clean themselves. Mm. Now, what product? Now, since you said products, now what products are you looking for? What are you looking for? <laughs> I'm looking for any kind of product that uses to clean your vagina or anything that that means she does clean herself. Uh, you can mm-hmm. also look for the wet wipes because that cleans thoroughly than dry tissue, I think. So you look for those little things and say, okay, and make sure she has some sort of soap, liquid soap in the bathroom, whether it's a dog or anything that I know she doesn't wash. So those mm-hmm. are just little key items that you look for. Just make mental notes of it. If you get to a female house, you don't see any soap, you don't see any rags on the bars or anything that's wet. And you may have to rethink your encounter. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Lawrence. Yes. What, you look, what is you looking for in the bathroom? Because actually you should not see any vaginal powders. You should not see any vaginal douches. You might see. Now, I know you ain't going to see because I don't even know if they make them anymore. Douche bags. They're old hot water bags. Hot water bags. <laughs> Yeah, those are the best, and they say it's only, well, they have to be recycled every so often because they, too, can track up bacteria into the tubing. But if you if you don't see that, what you looking for, Mr. Lawrence? Um, he pretty much hit it right on the head. I, I definitely pay attention to that. My biggest thing I look at, when it's about, about that time to happen, my thing is, are you going to step away? Oh, i got to go to the bathroom. I know she's going to wash up to make sure that she's fresh. The other thing, once it comes to that time of being intimate with her, oh, 
as I'm going down the stomach leading down to that place, oh, I'm paying attention. I'm looking at her thighs, her inner thigh. I mean, and you know what? This, this, let's, be, this, let's be clear. There's so much you can see in the dark or under the covers. Right. So I'm not going to try to pretend like I, I got night goggles on and I'm looking and seeing something jumping out. There's so much I can see in under the covers or when the lights are off. But I do pay attention. The biggest thing I have to do is I have to, my nose has to be, in so many words, it can be deceived, but my nose is my guide. And if I sense that, mm, this is something that's not right, I'll, I'll slowly retract and, you know, say I'm sort of tired or I'll give some reason why we cannot do it or whatever the case may be. But the nose, at that time, my nose has to be my guide. And she has mm. to, the biggest thing is she has to wash up. I, I just, so she, so you me. want her to go? You want her to go to the bathroom right before? Oh, oh yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Most women that when you get to that point, they'll say, "Hold on a second, let me go and wash up or freshen up. I'll be back." Because they don't right. want to take that chance. You going down there smelling something fishy or something <laughs> that's not right. So they do go to the bathroom. Huh. Any respectable right. woman that cares about themselves, right. But, but it's, it's salmon. Most... It's salmon. It's gonna be salmon when you come back with a little Irish soap. I promise. And I'm a clean woman. I if 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 the mood is happening, I'm not gonna break the mood to go and wash up. I'm gonna be clean. If you're coming to see me or I'm coming to see you, I'm clean going there, and nothing should make me have to get up and go. You know what I'm saying? Like I guess. I, I, if that makes sense. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the timing. It's the timing. It's the timing. It's the timing yeah. of it. The timing of it is, it's like, if you you know you're coming over, we both know you're coming over, but it's not said. You're like, oh, let me go to the bathroom right quick. I know you're going to freshen up because it's going to lead to us being intimate. It's all in timing. Yeah. And that's hmm. what I think. I think that's what it comes down to. It. I was, you know, where's your bathroom? Oh, okay. It's over there. Okay. I know exactly what you're doing because you know what's about to happen next. You came over for a I reason. I know why be. you came over. I gotta pee. I just gotta pee. Ain't nobody finna do that. I just gotta pee. I, 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 I've never heard this before in my life that you yeah, did. I, I, I get it all the time, but a lot of times you yeah. find women who are self-conscious about parts of their body, so they want the lights out. But I'm, I'm like, I'm an fan of the lights on. I want to see the whole smorgasbord. I don't want nothing <laughs> in the dark. So I'm turning on light and everything. So definitely, I want to see. And I wish my. Go ahead. Um, my sister that's still on the line, do you go to the restroom before? Is that like what you do? Because I might be somebody well, wrong with me. Well, if I if if I've been invited over, I'm going to his house and I've already taken my my shower, I'm already prepared. Um, or, you know, if I'm leaving work and he says, you know, come on over and I know I'm going over there, I've got my bag and so when I get there I'm going to go and take a shower. I'm going to take a shower at his place. I'm going to go to, mm-hmm. so, yes, I am going to clean up. Okay. Yes. And, no, you know, it, if, it I, if I'm hanging out at his house and, you know, before, and I've already taken my shower, but I go over there and we just laying around chilling and, you know, watching TV or whatever, when we get ready to go into the room, I'm going to the bathroom anyway. He's, hopefully he's got some wet wipes if he doesn't. I have my own. So even though I've already taken a bath, I've been sitting around with him, so I'm mm-hmm. still going to wipe up. I'm still going to clean up. Yes. Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I think, okay, 
and I might be stinky. You know, I might be a little musty. I might need to go to the I might be But see, the thing is, is if I'm coming over to see someone that I, that I have sex with, I'm going to probably come over and get out of my underwear because my body has gotten accustomed to just being airy, and my body is—I I don't think I can—I can smell myself, so. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I'm gonna have to just. I got the wipes, and I, you know, but I've not had an impromptu time where I had to go and freshen up because I don't know. I, I, I've not had that. Something might be a little bit wrong with me, but I'm, I'm gonna have to take a look at that. Uh, well, I give, and, and go, I give an example. I give an example. Okay. Someone, uh, someone, some, some recently. Well, I don't say how recent, but. Um, the person we were kissing, whatever, hugged, whatever, like that. She's like, oh, you know what? She knew it was going to happen, but she jumps saying, you know what? I need to go take a shower. I'll be right back. Now, you would have thought that would have sort of disturbed the mood, but it didn't. It gave me time to think about what was going on. She gave her time to get away and think about what she was going on. She got fresh enough. She came back. I mm-hmm. got back right into the mood. We, she got back right in the mood, and we enjoyed the whole experience. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just being conscious of um, – I notice a lot of women do that. They're very conscious of that time and then when to jump and to do that. So it, it's, it's, I think it's a good thing. But I also think, too, that men need to be conscious, too. Because mm-hmm. y'all be smelling Cause... pissy. You smell, <laughs> you, you, you smell pissy. Let me tell you, you know, because I know. And, and I'm going to tell you why, because I didn't know, you know, I, I was raised in a house full of women. My dad was the only male there. And when, when we got ready to do anything, whether it was church, getting ready for school, he would literally go outside of the house. He got, he would go outside and sports when we got ready for church, when we got ready for school, because we were walking around in underwear and that sort of thing. So we never, I never had the exposure of men in the house. So when I started to date, when I was dating my ex-husband, I realized that y'all don't really use tissue to pee. I, 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 that blew my freaking mind. I'm like, this little jiggle thing that y'all do is not, it's not, that doesn't work. That last little remnant of urine stays on the tip of your penis and uric acid is, uh, not uric acid, but urea is ex- Extremely cold. Like you can smell that a mile away, even if it's not pungent. You, it, 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 and it, it stays on the skin. And it's actually, uh, let's see, it's very close to the same type of after effect that alcohol, like rubbing alcohol. You can tell when somebody has rubbed alcohol on your skin. You can smell it. I can. I can smell it just like that. I can tell when someone has just finished doing a case sometimes when I walk into hospital because it's just that distinct and you pulling down your tidy whites and they clean ain't no little streak in the bag you real clean but here i go gonna go down to the microphone and you smell like this like it's i don't want to make you unaroused by saying that you smell like you're like men you got to wipe your little thingy too and the other thing is is after Ah. sex with you have to. Men, after sex, just wiping down that little pole is not cleaning up. Like, you know, I, it's, it's amazing to me that, you know, one, one, one guy that I dated, he said that if the towels in a girl's bathroom 
same form as hanging on something as it does when you pick it up and it don't move. She nasty. It needs to. It needs to fall. Like if you pick up a towel of hers, it don't matter how many days it's been there, it should still be movable. But if it has conformed to the form that it's hanging off of, then she's probably nasty. Or it's a man that live in that house because that's just the big rag. He gonna go. He gonna get some hot water. He gonna knock all of that juice off of his uh, penis, but what, but, but what actually happens is you can, you take some of the skin that's naturally dead on your penis that was either hers or yours, and you're removing that, but you still need to, uh, you, you're just you're cleaning. You're not really making that area really clean, and especially if you got hair, you're going to have to take a shower. As a matter of fact, I think yeah. it's the sexiest thing a man can do and a woman can do after you've had sex. Everybody pee, and let's go and get in the shower. You know, we can take turns. We can do it together because that's not clean. A wet wipe is just an intermediate. It is not a bath. It's, it's, it's really not a bath. It's not. Uh, we we When we get people in the emergency room, we would actually take mouthwash and alcohol and put it in a tub basin with Johnson and Johnson's rub just to get the layers of skin off of some of the vagrants who lived in the area. But some people think that a wet one that's made for a baby's booty is a bath. And it's not. It's it's absolutely not and you need to get into that little tip. You need to get into the, the urethra, into that hole in the top of your penis. If you have foreskin, pull it back and clean and get in that little hole. That little hole. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm, I'm tell you. I'm gonna tell you this. If you got foreskin, okay. Ain't no man is gonna be going to that little. That little hole is so sensitive. It's crazy. He needs to you wash his butt from the rooter to the tutor. But it's you don't clean. Simple. You got to. You got to clean that hole. You, I, I, I don't. What, I don't know what we gonna clean it with. But that's, I don't know. I will make sure it's clean. I will make sure it's clean, but I don't know what tool or maybe you came up with a new invention, but because I don't, I don't know what we're going to clean it with. It's just soap and water is going to clean it, not the inside, because we, if we get hair in there or if we even get soap in there, it burns like crazy. I know. No, don't put nothing in it. Don't put nothing in it. But you can run water in that, and you can soap up the head of your penis enough to where enough soap is in there. Yeah, no, it's just like an ear. You do not. (laughs) It's like an ear. You do not put anything in that tip. Don't put. Don't put nothing in there unless you're trying to kill somebody. Don't do that because you're going to really introduce whatever is on the outside to the inside. No, you don't. You don't. You don't do that. And, and you need to pee too. You also need to pee too after you have sex. Yeah. The last yeah, thing I, I wanted. To... Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I, that's that's what I'm gonna say. I, I'm just making sure we clear with, with the washing <laughs> about the men. <laughs> I have had one patient in my 20 years of nursing, and it was a teenager who had gone and taken some of his daddy's uh, Viagra. And he had like a nearly twenty-seven hour erection. He was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed about it, but the inside <laughs> of his thighs had started to turn blue. His penis was almost black. He was a white guy, and what 
almost happens is see the blood flow concentrates. It concentrates in that area where he could not, nothing he did was going to alleviate it except for removal of blood to that area. So we had to stick a needle in the vein on the side of his penis and actually just like let him, you know, it, it, we had to just let it just kind of bleed out because he was losing uh, circulation to his inner thighs and he almost became a little girl. I think he lost one scrotum. Um, but he, uh, one testy, um, but he almost lost his penis playing, playing, like you, you playing, because ain't that much in the world, like some of the drugs that people use these days were discovered as a side effect and are now being marketed for the side effect, uh, uh, Cialis, uh, uh, Viagra, all of those drugs were made for pulmonary and heart disorders. The side effect of them give you an erection. And when you take those medicines, you're changing the way that your heart works and your blood flows. And this little boy almost turned into a little girl trying to get some booty. Trying trying to, to, I guess, because at his age, he should not have needed any of that. But he was just doing it because he knew that the little blue pill the little blue pill helped it out, so he thought he was going to beat her down. The last thing I want to say about sex, and I'm going to say it as fast as I can because this is really, really, it's the truth because it happens. A lot of people are watching porn, and they're seeing things done on porn that naturally should not be done in the same order as uh, in real life. Now, when a vagina is healthy and a penis is healthy, it is absolutely fine for you to have oral and vaginal penal sex back and forth. There's nothing wrong with it. Those two areas, like I said, are absolutely the same. But people who practice with anal sex should understand, yeah, we're going there, because it, you would not believe the amount of disease processes that are happening because people don't understand there's nothing wrong with that person everybody's healthy, but you're doing something out of order that should not be. Now, you can have anal sex, but anal sex cannot be mixed with basic vaginal sex or mouth sex. Now, this is something that happens a lot in the gay community. It is just what they do because they have a lot of limitations. They got, you know, they do. And that is a practice that happens a lot, and a lot of uh, oral chlamydia, oral chlamydia. You growing some clap in your mouth, in your throat, on your tongue. You have poor dental hygiene, so you're introducing those same poor dentation into the vaginal and also into the anal areas. A lot of people tossing salads these days. And the thing is, it can be done safely, but you have got to understand that that is the exit port of your mouth. Everything that has happened at your mouth has gone through the entirety of your system and is exiting your ass. So if your ass is not empty, which means your colon is not empty, there's it's some S-H-I-T in somewhere. I don't care. I don't care how many animals you take. I don't care how clean you are. I don't care if you're empty. 
the bacteria that's in your lower GI is meant for the decomp, the, the, for decomp. pretty much is to make whatever food substance is ready to be defecated. And that area naturally has staph. That area naturally has uh, some types of E. coli, some strains of gram-positive and negative that are supposed to be in your butt, not in your mouth, and not in your vagina. Now, with a woman, the proximity of that vaginal area to the anus is really, really short. So sometimes that can happen. But deep penetration from the vaginal area to the anus needs to stay in that order. You need to stop. You need to clean up and go back. But you cannot go back and forth from those two areas and then have oral sex. Now, I hope that's clear because I don't want to talk about that again. Anybody have any questions? Mm-mm. No, you're good. <laughs> all, no. all clear. But I'm, gonna tell you, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm not anti-anal because anal sex is ex- is expressly enjoyable for both women and men, and it's because of the nerves and blood vessels that are in that area that are directly connected to your spinal cord. And it can have, you know, you can have really, really great sex, but you just have to be expressly uh, clean about that area. That area, I would suggest that you use condoms every time if you're going to have that type of sex because, again, that is your dude. So before we leave the show, we got like 26 minutes, and I would just like for everybody to kind of tell me what you learned on the show, and we're going to end the show like that because I don't know anything I need to recap because I think we had a good little session. I'm almost ready to give out CEUs on this on this show because I, I think that I learned by just researching some of this information. I'm sure this would not have been the show had Ashley been on here. Um, she was just going to tell us how to tighten up that vagina and make that uh, pelvic wall lift up and how to pick up the penis with your vaginal muscles. That's what she was going to teach us, but we'll have her on later. Uh, first with our female guest, 5909. Tell us what you learned tonight. Um, that last little bit about uh, anal sex being pleasurable, I, I've never uh, experienced that, so I'm, that was that was a that that was a new one on me. Oh, you got to try it. You got to try no, it. No, I've never tried it. <laughs> you got to, and I'm gonna tell you something else, women. You control that particular sexual experience. You are actually in control in that sexual experience, whereas most insertional sexual experiences, the man is usually the control on that. Not who's leading, but you have the control when we're talking about heterosexual sex. So that's a that's a great sexual experience to have. I advocate for it. I am a booty booty lover. Okay, our guest, 8286, what did you learn tonight? Well, I've learned I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a tip at trying to clean out my little pee hole while I'm in the shower. Okay. <laughs> That's something I'm going to try. That's not something I'm going to do while I'm at work or as I go to the bathroom or anything, but I'll wait till I get home to clean it out or before <laughs> that sexual interaction goes on. 
Okay, please do because it can turn into a navel. And I don't know if y'all know what a stanky navel smell like, but it can smell just like a stanky navel. When you get off the line tonight, go into the bathroom and just, if you have any Q-tips, stick a Q-tip into your navel. And that's an area that never, most people don't, after you after it fall off, after you six weeks old, don't nobody even think about their navel no more. And that's the dirtiest damn area that you could ever think of and it's very much akin to that i'm not saying stick anything into your penis i'm not saying clog the eye up i'm just saying clean it out make sure that it feels clean you know when it feels clean and especially after you pee if you some of you have the ability to control your stream very very well pee a little bit dampen it and then pee a little bit more so that whatever is in there has that acidic environment and if anything is left in there, it will more than likely uh, reabsorb. So I'm glad you're going to clean your pee hole. Mr. Lawrence. Yes? What did you learn tonight? Um, what did I learn? <laughs> I think I learned a lot. It was good. I think I learned a lot tonight. Most of all, I think I learned the importance of, once again, not that I did not know this, well, once again, we're reintroducing the importance of keeping clean on with the male and female side, then also to the importance of the diet and also the different products. But then we didn't really talk about products, but how important it is for the woman to take care of um, her, um, her JJ. And so mm-hmm. the other thing is, I think I also learned, and you're not going to catch me doing no anal, so I learned something <laughs> about that. So. Well. Yes, 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 yes. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this before ending the show. Thank you so much, Mr. Lawrence, for coming on. Please find him on Facebook. If you can't find him directly out, Mr. Lawrence, uh, you can find him through my Facebook, uh, Sharon uh, the Empress Cooper. Uh, Anal sex is not gay sex unless it's two men or two women. Anal sex is not gay sex. If you're having sex with the opposite sex, and there's a lot of taboo around that. Uh, and, of course, I mean, you cannot knock something that you have not tried. And I'm not saying go out and just be poking people in the booty tonight. I'm just saying that it is absolutely not uh, homo- homosexual sex, and it is enjoyable sex. And it can be done, but it has to be done in the right way. And I'll say this, you have got to take a look at yourself and your body. Women, look at your vagina. Make sure that everything actually looks okay. Usually you can look and see that there's an issue because healthy tissue just looks, tissues look healthy, um, pink, um, red, uh, um, really glossy is how it's supposed to look. The outside of your lips should look healthy. They should be elastic. They shouldn't look old and wretched. I always say that if you can look at your vagina and it kind of shines, it kind of glistens, it kind of grins back at you, it's probably pretty healthy. A vagina that's uh, moist, uh, has great temperature control, that you're cleaning well, if it, if you're good to it, it'll be good to you. Just ask the man. They, they want to have uh, oral sex with us, and maybe we should do a show and teach them how to do it. Because you know they say they, ooh, they, ooh, we really love to do it, but do you know what you're doing, baby? See that that be the key. 
you know, I ain't going to talk about that tonight. I put everybody on mute. I ain't trying to talk about nobody. I'm just saying, like, men always are talking about their tongue game and their mouth game and their lip game. But what are you really doing for that woman? Ask her. The best way to know is to ask her if she's actually satisfied. Quick uh, closer. And I do. I do have a little bit to say. Are you tired? Are you sick and tired? Are you just plain done? Well, that's where I am, and we're going to change things. Here on The Empire, we change by informing, organizing, and doing things that really make a difference. If you have an organization or a program that is for the betterment of the human experience, that's where we're going to start. To be a part of this movement, please contact me. I am The Empress Cooper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or email me at EmpressCooperDavison at gmail.com. Or just hit me up on my website, www.TheEmpress.com, where The Empress Speaks, and the empire listens. Listen, I know that change won't just happen overnight, but nobody's going to change this but us. Yay. And I wanted to say these few things because I did have them um, circle. Sexual conduct, the use of prophylactics is highly recommended for all couples. And it even says that it's recommended for anybody who's unfamiliar with sexual full history. It says, except for those that are very familiar, but since people are passing our penises and pussies now, you might want to just keep condoms on you. Also, if you allow a man or a woman to insert fingers, toys, or anything into yourself, into your body, just make sure they're clean. There's transfer. We have skin-to-skin contact. A lot of diseases are happening. There's an increase in trichomonas as well as chlamydia. And this is not just in the teenage community. There's a... (laughs) Believe it or not, in the nursing homes, there are a rise in those types of things because people are having sex. Bad people are having sex, period, and we want to make sure that our vaginas and our penises are healthy. Bacterial vaginosis, if you smell different, if you feel different, if the colors change in the fluids that you have, I'm not talking about if you still have your cycle. I'm talking about after you have sex or you have a new sex partner or your body just changes. Now, with every sex partner, your body's going to act different. It's going to smell different. But you know the difference between a healthy, different smell of your boo and your booty smelling different. You need to take care of it. It's recommended that every woman go and see her doctor on a yearly health checkup. It would be great to consider getting a pap every time, considering your age and history. It used to be 40, but I think they brought it down to 35 because people's sexual histories are not well known. So a lot more diseases are found in a lot more uh, young population of people. So when when you go, get, get it all. Get your pap smear get uh, all of the battery of tests, and it's not even a bad idea to go uh, twice a year if you're sexually active and especially if you change sexual partners. So if you are having sex, just make sure you're – I'm going to have to play my song again because I don't belong to nobody, but my body belongs to me, and you want to make sure that your body is healthy to give as a gift to the next person. Blood dripping out your arm on my Asian rug We was just planning a wedding court 
crying game, heart laced with slugs. Love you speak of All I want is to love and be loved 